Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. A shooby-doo-wah-wah. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, cats, to Growing in Grace. Right on, right on. Growingingrace.org. <laughs> right on, right on. You got it, man. <laughs> I'm Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. Thanks for coming along for the ride. And what a ride it has been. We've been doing this for over a decade and uh, still going strong with our weekly podcast to encourage you in uh, in the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, does that mean that we've cornered the market on all truth? Of course not. But there's just a lot of stuff out there in religious circles that would perhaps discourage you and deject you and make you wonder some things about um, your position with God in Jesus Christ. You should never have to sit there scratching your head after you leave church wondering, where do I really stand with God? What do I need to do to improve my position with God? Those are questions you should never have to ask. And so you come to this place, by the way, everyone is welcome. As Joel said recently, it doesn't cost you anything. We're not even asking for a tithe or an offering. Just tune in whenever you need it and be reminded of your position and your identity that God has established for us in Jesus Christ. Yeah, they call it good news for a reason. You know, Jesus himself called it good news. He said, repent, which means change your thinking, and believe the good news. Now, who was he talking to? He was talking to Jewish people who had been under the law of commandments. They had been under God's law, the law of Moses for 1,500 years as a group of people. They had been under that, and they were seeking to establish their own righteousness by keeping the law. And that's what Romans 10 says. If you start right at the beginning of Romans 10 and even go back into Romans 9 a little bit, they were seeking to establish their own righteousness. Uh, Romans 3 and Romans 1 tell us that it's God's righteousness that we need. Jesus himself in the Sermon on the Mount said, "Ye shall be perfect. So what we needed was perfection. What we needed was God's righteousness. We couldn't do it ourselves, even though Israel was trying. And so Jesus said, repent, change your thinking, change your mind about this thing. Stop trying to obtain this and to earn it through what you do and just simply believe the gospel. And it's good news. And so like you were saying, Cap, if somebody is going to church and they leave thinking, hmm, am I saved? Or you're feeling worse about yourself when you leave than, than when you uh, walked in. That's not the gospel that you heard there. That's not the good news. And so that's what we are indeed here to do every single week here, indeed, for uh, well over a decade now. And it's what we uh, plan to continue to do as long as God allows us to keep on doing this. There you go. All right. Hey, you know, a while back, Joel, we, we uh, received a little, I don't know, seven or eight minute video from uh, a listening friend out there in podcast land. You know, it started out pretty good. I'll read a short excerpt of it here, but started out with the kind of thing that you and I might say, at least to some degree. And I've heard this sort of thing, though, over the years, even before I ever came to a better understanding of what grace really is in the earlier years of my Christian life and churchianity and all of that. 
you hear a lot of the stuff about being saved and it's a gift and it's free and you can't earn it. And they, they tell you all this stuff that is true. And then eventually they give you the fine print a little later after you bought the product and tell you about all the things that you're going to do now as a Christian. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what this video was like. But it kind of started out with something like this. They made some statements like the, the law demands punishment. The law condemns. It cannot save. We are saved through Christ alone. The fact that God came from heaven to pay for his broken law proves the law is unchanging and unchangeable. If God's law were unchangeable, then he could have changed it before Jesus ever came or uh, even done away with it completely. Uh, that way he could have saved his son from suffering on the cross. And I thought, yeah, that's interesting, Inter interesting approach. But that was the good news. And then the, the legal addendum gets attached to it, right? So the <laughs> rest of the video for the next four or five minutes talked about how the law is something that we as believers in Christ are to give adherence to, that the law is going to be an eternal thing for us to follow and so on. And so let, let's talk about some of that because I kind of think we want to aim toward Colossians chapter 2 here, Joel, because... Uh, they make a statement there that they really are going to have a hard time backing up. Right, yeah, and just a along with that, recently I, f I found this this website that lists over a thousand New Testament commands. And like you were saying, they start off, you know, they have this thing about salvation, and it's really good. I mean, it's, they say that God came up with this perfect plan of salvation. He knew that people would sin, and so he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us, for our sins, and it was so really nice. And then there's this 1,050 New Testament commands, and it says that if you follow them, if you obey them, they'll bring rich rewards here and forever. If disobeyed, they will bring condemnation and eternal punishment. So, <laughs> so yes, it's great. Jesus died for us. Hallelujah. We're saved. Oh, and by the way, keep these 1,050 commands. Otherwise, it's all null and void. And it's the same with, you know, like this video that we're talking about that uh, has really good news at the beginning. But then it says, there's all these laws that you have to follow. We're still under the law. You know, God's law is something that gives us direction and guidance in our Christian life. That's the kind of thing that people are saying. And what we have said the last few weeks here on Growing in Grace, and many times in the past, is that the law increased sin. Through the law, sin increased. Through the law, sin got its power. That's where sin gets its power, from the law. The law is the strength of sin. The law was the problem, and we're not saying that we're against the law. We need to make this clear. God's law is good and just and holy. God's law gives us the standard of perfection that we need to live up to. Actually, Jesus is the standard of perfection himself, but when Jesus says, you shall be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect, that's a pretty high standard. And the problem with the good, holy, and just law is that nobody could ever keep it. That is the truth. And so, indeed, God did send his Son to die for our sins because we could not live up to that standard of perfection. But now people will go on and say, then, we're supposed to live under the law. So we will tell them about Colossians 2.14 that says that the law has been nailed to the cross, and we'll definitely get into this for sure. And they'll say, well, that's really only talking about the ceremonial laws and the sacrificial laws. We don't do those ceremonial things anymore. We don't do those animal sacrifices anymore, but we need to keep the rest of the law. 
So what do we say about that, Cap? Well, and, and that's what this video that I, I referred to went on to say. The problem is they've already contradicted themselves because they just declared that the law of God that came through Moses was unchangeable, <laughs> which is true. We've talked about that several times over the last few weeks. You could not add to it. You could not take away from it. It's found in, in the law itself. Uh, look in the book of Deuteronomy. God commanded that nothing be taken away, nothing be added to it. So it is unchangeable. So what are they doing? They're changing it. They're saying, well, wait, this dropped off and this dropped off, but we're still supposed to keep this. And again, like we brought up these questions before, you got to stop and just use a little common sense here. Which exactly, exactly, I mean, one by one, which ones are crossed off out of the 613 or so laws and commands and statutes from the Mosaic Law? Which ones are crossed off and which ones are still to be kept? Exactly. And who gets to decide that? Colossians chapter 2, Paul was talking to believers here, and he's, he's laying out this beautiful picture of us in Christ. We're in him. He, he starts out with around verse 9 or so. Uh, you've been filled with him. You've been circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, putting off the body of the flesh, buried with him in baptism, raised with him through faith, and so on. And it gets to verse 14. Well, let me start with 13 here. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. What did he set aside? He set aside the entire law, I mean, you can find this in, in Hebrews, for example, chapters 7 and 8. The law was set aside and replaced, the, the covenant that the law came through was set aside and replaced with something new and better, which would be the Son of God, Jesus Christ. He literally is the new covenant. But this point here is that we were just talking about a few minutes ago, Joel, is that we're not against the law. The fact is the law was against us. It was contrary to us. It could not provide us with the power or the ability to fulfill it. All it could do was point out wrong. It could not empower us. It, it could point out that we fell short and failed every single time. So when people say, well, we should still try to keep it, and I'm, I'm trying to keep it. We ask that question to people, Joel, who want to argue about this sort of thing. And you, you, you've, you've done this ruthlessly on social media where you keep asking the question, no matter what they say, because they get off on rabbit trails so often. You keep asking the question, are you keeping it? Are you keeping it? And do they even know what that entails? And usually what you'll eventually get is an answer, something like, well, I'm, I'm trying. You know, I'm getting better <laughs> at it. And because I'm getting better at it, God's going to honor that. And that's just not really a biblical concept. Right. Because like we said, Jesus said, you shall be perfect. The standard is not try your hardest. It's like do your best and God will do the rest. No, that's not the gospel. That's not that's not even the law. The law is you shall be perfect. James said that you can keep all of the commandments. And again, there are 613. But if you fall short in only one, you're guilty of all because you're a lawbreaker. And so the standard is perfection. And so because nobody could do that, the law, as Colossians 2 says, was against us. It was contrary to us. And so 
It had to be taken out of the way. It had to be nailed to the cross. And how do we know that it's not just, you know, like I said, people will say that it's just the ceremonial laws that he's talking about. It's just the sacrificial laws. Well, people will say, how do you define sin? Well, it's when you break the law. And so what do we need to be forgiven of? We need to be forgiven of the things that we've done against God's law. And so, like what you read there in Colossians 2, 13, he has made us alive together with him, having forgiven you, and you stressed this, having forgiven you all trespasses. So just to repeat what you were saying and, and add to it, what trespasses? Well, it's our trespasses against the law. But he doesn't stop there. He continues on. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So those things that we needed to be forgiven of, as many people will agree, the trespasses against God's law. So people will say it was against God's law. That's what sin is when we break God's law. So we were forgiven of that. How? Through the handwriting of requirements being taken out of the way and nailed to the cross. Well, we've uh, got to wrap it up for this one. This one went by really quickly. There's much more that we have to say about this, about how uh, people say that we still need to keep the law and what the law is and all that stuff. So stay tuned next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.